I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. This week on Pubcakes, we talk tasteful nudes, Bellathon's OnlyFans, and some of our very first gay crushes. Woo! Hi, I'm Jordan. I'm Charlie. And I'm Aurelia. And welcome to Pubcakes, a pop culture podcast for postmodern queers. For postmodern queers! <laughs> Hello, my friends. How are you? Thriving, surviving, living our best possible dreams right now, doing the best that we can given our current resources. <laughs> Which is nothing. Which is nothing. Is there anything that's been getting you through? Well, I wanted to tell you guys that I just cut Josh's hair. Because <gasps> in lockdown, his hair has got so long and he's got curly hair as well. So it's like ringlet upon ringlet kind of thing. And he's like, I really need a fucking haircut. And like, we're both very finicky about our hair. So we were both kind of dreading me having to do his hair thing, but it went over fine. I was like, oh, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like you could be a hairdresser now? Yeah, legit. Well, that's what I was saying. I, I felt like obligated to, you know, like make petty small talk with him. Just like, so how's things, man? What's new? Yeah. You in a relationship or? <laughs> the last time I went to the hairdresser was over a year ago. But I always leave such long gaps that it's almost embarrassing. The things they ask me about will be from like so long ago. Oh my God. No, I'm, I'm no longer with that person. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Wait, how long are we talking? Like, like usually six to nine months. Wow, that's a long time. I don't know. I just feel like they schedule it too soon. They're like, all right, so come back next week. Yeah, yeah. it's too hard. It's actually like six weeks. Like, what do you think I am made of money? Like, no. That <laughs> yeah. I go through hot flushes where I'm like at the hairdressers like all the time, or I'm like not there for a year, and then I come back and they're like, wow, do you swim heaps? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Then why is your hair green? Truly. Oh, my God. My whole life growing up was like, you're a swimmer, right? <laughs> like, oh. no. 
God. Uh, I just have chlorophyll hair. Get over it. <laughs> do you get it dyed at the hairdressers or do you do that yourself? No, I do it at the hairdressers. Except during the first lockdown, when lockdown was quirky, my <laughs> housemate box dyed my hair for me. We went for like such an extreme color on the box and it did nothing. And at that point, I'd already cut my fringe, box dyed my hair and started a sourdough kit in like the first week like i burned (laughs) out but then i finally went to the hairdresser when like restrictions eased and they fixed it for me which was nice and now it's just back to its regrowth green yeah yeah (laughs) i saw this meme a hairdresser posted that was like would you cut out your own appendix no you'd wait for the doctor so why are you cutting your own hair? Oh. And I'm like, the stakes are not the same. No, yes. it's different working with different like, like playing fields here. Like it's also just fucking hygiene. Yeah, I'm not gonna like lie in this ass length hair just because <laughs> your business isn't open anyway right now in lockdown. Oh, oh my exactly. God. Charlie, did you watch any tutorials before you cut his hair? Um, I like to live in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> which terrifies my boyfriend he was like you seem so calm because in my head it's like i kind of like the idea that i would mess it up and then we'd have to give him a buzz cut because i've always wanted him to try having a buzz cut and then we can like wrestle ah, you want that gi <laughs> fantasy you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> correct those wrongs of high school kind of thing. absolutely dear wow. john here's my dick <laughs> in a wrestling match who would win I would let him win. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, I fell over. You know, those <laughs> women in they're like, what's the thing where you like press the button? When what? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> those you... women where you press the button and they fall over? <laughs> it's that meme. It's like the old woman who's fallen over and she has one of the, oh, life alert. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'm surprised like... you don't know about life alert, Jordan. You love women falling over. I fucking love women falling <laughs> over, and I too am shocked. <laughs> Very up your so alley. I spent so much of my time watching videos of people falling over. Oh, God. I don't know what it is. Guys, this week we went live. Yes, what the hell? Isn't that crazy? It's people so can listen. And people have been mm. so nice. I wanted to um, read out for our listeners, actually. We've received our very first Pop Gaze fan mail, <gasps> which is so exciting. We're really proud of it. It's from Elfried. And she says, Hey, sweetie, I'm a beautiful and naughty girl who want to be your lover and friend. Come and see me. My ID is Alexa777. And then there's a link. Which is interesting because her name says that it's Alfred, but then she says she's Alexa. I don't know. It just seems a little bit sus to me. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds legit to me. 777. Is that saying that she's seven digits? She's got... She got the money. Oh, my God. That's a lucky number. God. Pray tell, Charlie, we couldn't see her face in her photo, could we? No, she's um one of those faceless accounts, which is a good <gasps> sign. Isn't it great? Those accounts are either faceless or they have someone like really hot, so hot that they're definitely fake. Yeah. There's no in between. People often think that of my account. <laughs> <laughs> I truly, sometimes I see people like that I went to high school with or something like, if you get added by this account, that's not me. Like if you see this person on Tinder, that's not me and I can hands in the air say that has never happened to me no one has stolen my identity no one wants it i'm out here begging i'm like here's my bsb (laughs) perfect for catfishing you'll love it somebody oh my goodness i get those robot messages like infrequently but sometimes when you look at their instagram pages the photos are so obviously somebody else in each photo 
Yeah. Like sometimes it's not even the same model that they've found. It's like variations <laughs> of like a brunette. They're like seven different kinds of brunette. <laughs> On the topic of brunettes, sorry to go back to hairdressing, but women's haircuts are so expensive as well. Exactly. On top of that, the, the gender pay gap. I don't know how how we do it. Plus fucking patriarchal expectations. The pink tax. The pink tax. A thousand percent. <laughs> that I started buying. Do you know about the pink tax, Charlie? No, what is this? You, you take it away, Aurelia. So the pink tax can be observed in your local supermarket. Look up any sort of item that, let's say, um, razors men's razors and women's razors they can have the exact same amount of blades and the women's razors are always more expensive and i went as far as like looking at like there was a laxative (laughs) a normal like green packet and then they had like one for women and the price difference was like 80 cents well you know women got that real hard poo yeah it's like stubborn it just won't come out so yeah like the extra joke is like they don't pay us equally they undervalue fields that are dominated by women like nursing and teaching and childcare, and then they expect us to adhere to hair tan nails all that kind of stuff and then punish us when we reclaim that by having really long nails really fucked hair really amazing makeup and then they also tax us for our tampons making our tampons really expensive Free bleed. No, I can't. I can't free bleed. <laughs> Buy a keep cup. A keep cup. <laughs> a pussy cup. A pussy cup. A pussy keep cup. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle the girth. Also, my keep cup is glass. <laughs> I'm not willing to risk it all. Yes. Is it one of those nice ones with the, like, wood-coloured styrofoam middle? Yes, yes, yes. It's got that little, like, cup thing. So your hands don't burn? Yes. Yes. I got... Sensitive little hands. I've got little dainty fingers. Woman hands. <laughs> I need it. I had someone tell me once that I had a pianist's fingers, but I heard it as you have penis fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> I'll tell you who's got penis fingers and penis penis. Chris Evans. Hey. Oh my god. Happy days. Happy days. I haven't seen it yet. If I do a quick Google right now, live on air, will I be able to find it? You're clearly not following enough gay men on Twitter. I couldn't <laughs> get off it. It was just everywhere. You're looking up recipes like ah. <laughs> I actually went on Tumblr because it didn't in my Twitter. Feed. I could see the drama about it, but I couldn't see the dick. Do you know how he leaked it? Because all I saw is that he leaked it. I think it's the Ellen game where you play like heads up on your phone. Mm-hmm. And I think he was doing like a kind of screen share or screen record. And <laughs> at the end of the video, he like got out of the app and into his gallery for like one single second. <laughs> and it was just one of the photos in his gallery. Um, but. Oh Not only that, one of the other images that was saved in the gallery was a picture of him that was like one of those like edited like... Like a meme. Yeah, like a meme photo of him with the caption, guard that pussy. What does it mean? I think he's sending memes that thirsty 40-year-old women have made. Yes. (laughs) To people that he wants to hook up with. The other speculation is that it's not his dick, but someone else's that was sent to him and that he's actually, like, bisexual. Oh, God. We pray. (laughs) Who knows? 
<gasps> I was down for that theory until today, actually, when he finally like broke his silence on Twitter because he sent out a tweet that was like, now that I've got your attention, everybody vote on November 3rd. Oh my God. Which is the right way to handle it. Woke. Yeah. But did he, did he say, this was my dick? I think that confirms that it is. Because if it wasn't, you'd just say... Oh, well, actually, no, you wouldn't, because that that's more questions. Be like, oh, yeah, it's my brother's dick. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, how do you think this would have all gone down if, like, Miley Cyrus accidentally, like, showed us all her vagina? Who takes vagina photos, though? Like, it's so hard to get a flattering angle. I don't think it's, like, a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think people do, but people, like, I don't know. Sometimes I watch porn, especially if I'm watching, like, straight porn. And then I'm like, why that angle? And then I realize yeah. that, like, maybe I might not find it attractive, but somebody does. Got to get that lap, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I understand it in a video because in a video, like, angles are fluid and you're like, yep, I've seen, I've seen it from there, I've seen it from there. But in a photo, I just don't think you can accurately show the beauty of a vagina. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> And I don't think many people do it. I would take a photo of my tits or my ass, but not my pussy. Yeah. <laughs> There's just something about genitalia in isolation that is just so, I don't know, like dick pics are all right. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's like a body shot where I can see the context, that's just like infinitely hotter to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel exactly. the same way. Exactly. I want the whole story. I don't want to snip it, you know. We're in binge culture. I want to watch the <laughs> whole thing. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Have you ever sent a nude? Have I sent a nude? (laughs) Have you ever sent a nude? (laughs) (laughs) Insulted. I don't think I have, but I did have Snapchat in my most blind hours, so who knows? Oh, my God. See, this is really interesting to me because in gay men world, which is just grinder, this is, like, (laughs) so commonplace and almost, like, borderline necessity Mm -hmm. to the point that I feel like I'm desensitised to it. That's oh, true. Yeah, like any time a gay male friend of mine mentions Grinder, I'm like, show me this guy's dick. Yeah. <laughs> show me his dick. Show me his hole. Show me yeah. his, like, <laughs> his apartment. Show me the photo where he's like comparing like a can or a remote to his dick. But can he tell you his name? No. No, <laughs> <laughs> no he's a discreet guy. <laughs> That's really interesting, Jordan, but have you taken them and not sent them? Well, I did send some nudes to this guy last lockdown who said he was going to, like, draw me. <laughs> oh, my God. So did I. <laughs> Maybe we're the same guy messaged us. Oh, my God. But I didn't send a full nude. I sent, like, you know, a photo of me, like, doing the tasteful thing. Yeah, yeah. I went full, but I kept doing, like, thumbs up and, like, smiling. <laughs> like, I was posing for a school photo. Has this art eventuated for either of you? No, I think, like, a couple... <laughs> Couple months ago, he messaged me being like, "Sorry, they are coming along. I'm not a creep, just holding on to your nudes." And I was like, "Ha ha!" <laughs> Which is so weird because, like, I think most of my friends have, like, if not all of them. I just hadn't, and everybody goes through these phases. But like, especially when I was dating, I had like crippling like body dysmorphia. I was like, I can't do that. Whereas now, this gentleman that I barely know, like he went to my uni, but was like a few years above me, messages me being like, I want to do some art, and I'm like, Yeah, have it. Here's my full <laughs> body. <laughs> I'll show you the one this guy has done of me so far. This is a progress pic he sent to me. Oh, nice. That looks cute. Is it like etching? Like how? I think he's just using a bloody ballpoint pen. (laughs) Oh, God. 
Wow. Well, I'm glad that something has started to eventuate for at least one of these stories. Because I was like, this sounds like the fakest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> like, just wait for these nudes to get released. Like, yeah. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to be like, release your own nudes. I'm here. My name's Jordan. That is a full bush. <laughs> Speaking of nudes, let's touch on the Bella Thorne yes. OnlyFans dilemma. Have you heard about it? I have, but I had no idea who Bella Thorne is until this fiasco. And it was summarized so perfectly for me when I saw that tweet that was like, I don't know who Bella Thorne is, but all my internet girlfriends are mad at her, so now I hate her. <laughs> That is exactly the right attitude. So Bella Thorne is a Disney child star, I guess, mm-hmm. who's now 22, which is so fucking young. And she's been in like a lot of Netflix movies. She's definitely got money because she was on a Netflix episode of the show Drop in Cash, where she literally spent like $100,000 on like designer clothes. It's a good show. I would recommend. Yeah. <laughs> so she definitely has money, but she set up an OnlyFans account and within, I believe, like a week or so, she made one or two million dollars. Within an hour. Um, with yeah. a, within a week, like within a few days of oh setting it up. So she did two things, which is you can have like a monthly subscription thing with OnlyFans, which I think was $5. And then she charged people $200 for a nude that she never posted. Well, she never really posted a nude. It was like her and like a little bikini or some shit. Yeah, it wasn't what was promised. Yeah. And as a result, people wanted their money back because they were promised something that wasn't delivered. And the OnlyFans system shut down, which meant that sex workers who've existed on there, whose entire income comes from there, were like blocked from uploading or doing anything for a while. And then they updated their settings. So when you get paid from payments, it used to be weekly or it used to be at the end of the week. Yeah. Um, now it's monthly. That's so far. So that they can process everything or so that the money can be held until people request a refund or whatever. And you can't pay more than $50 for a photo and you cannot give more than a $100 tip or a $200 tip or something. So it's like really fucked with people. But a lot of sex workers, that would be their wage. Mm. Especially right now. Yeah, you can't just go from like what would have been a, you know, reliable weekly income to suddenly it's like, oh, now it's what? Did you say fortnightly or monthly? Monthly. Fucking hell. That's, nah. Nah. And I get paid monthly in my job and it's a bloody struggle. Now imagine like having that unreliability of knowing when people will maybe hire you for doing special content that you could previously charge as much for as you wanted. And now it's only 50 bucks, which is not a lot. And I believe a lot of sex workers were just able to charge whatever they wanted and whatever price they put on themselves, which is like a much better market system. It just goes to show celebrities fucking up shit for normal people once again. Absolutely. Also, like, Mm. let's talk about like the one... One that springs to mind is David Tennant, and I love David Tennant, but a bunch of, like, celebrities starting podcasts in lockdowns and, like, all these, like, mm-hmm. independent podcasts then suddenly lost a whole lot of subscribers or listeners because everyone was moving over to whatever the celebrity was doing. There's that argument that I've seen a couple times, which is that you could say that it brings attention to the platforms, that, like, by Bella Thorne being on OnlyFans or by celebrities, you know, suddenly doing more podcasts and that kind of stuff, it gets people... It, like, entices them. It brings them in. Yeah, but it also brings some legitimacy to it. That's true. In in certain people's eyes. They're like, oh, like someone that I know and like consider to be like a big name is tied to this platform. Now I might be interested in it. I made an OnlyFans account. Oh, really? Cool. I haven't haven't posted anything. Because with OnlyFans, it's not like Instagram where you're like scrolling and you find people very much. 
it's more like people who already have an Instagram following sort of sharing that in their bio. So it's mm. not like an open sort of system like a blog or a Tumblr or something. Mm. So even if now everyone is on OnlyFans, and let's say they're Googling Bella Thorne OnlyFans, they would only find her account. It's not like they'd really be able to scroll around and I see. like find another similar looking girl or something like that. So it's not going to have like a spillover effect. Not really. And I think the person who really raised OnlyFans was Beyonce when she dropped it in that um, Savage remix with Megan yes. Thee Stallion that really brought like OnlyFans into like a positive light because she was like, oh, Beyonce might start an OnlyFans. Like, but it definitely seemed like sexy and like, hot and dirty and like savage in like the best way and then bella thorne does it and it's like shit like the terms and conditions have changed you've fucked a million people over the worst thing is she's like not losing any money from this and she came out and said that she was doing it as some kind of experiment to like shed a light on sex workers oh no (laughs) yeah yeah knee-jerk reaction is oh no and also like the director that she said she was working with i can't remember his name but he directed the florida project and a few other really interesting films and he basically came out and said like we had a conversation and she kind of suggested this thing which you know on the other hand could be him absolutely throwing her under the bus but i in my head think it's hilarious that she was like right i'm gonna do it (laughs) (laughs) this is it i don't know it felt like a twisting the knife almost to have her like scantily clad on a bed or whatever the picture was because it was just like no fuck you like just do it it's only fans yeah get naked get naked and fuck yeah. off take it all off and send it to some random dude on instagram <laughs> absolutely her and zendaya were in the same disney channel show they were both from the same place that's how they became stars which was what show um a dancing one <laughs> <laughs> They danced. That's kind of cute. It is cute. I also just started watching Euphoria. It hits hard in isolation. I watched like four episodes last Friday night, started smoking a cigarette. I don't smoke. I just went outside (laughs) and was like, take photos of me to my housemate. I was fucking wasted. And it was because I was watching Euphoria and I was like dancing around, like, give me another cigarette. And like, I can't roll cigarettes. I borrowed my housemates. And so like the structural integrity of the cigarette was useless. I was like holding it together with two hands. Like, <laughs> I've got a lot of time for Zendaya. I think she's great. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe that can be like your other quarantine project, learning how to roll a ciggy. That could be it. Mm. I just don't think I'll be able to do it. It seems like one of those things that you could easily tick off, but my um, coordination and lack of concentration would get me halfway through, like even licking it. And then I'd be like, nah, <laughs> light it on fire. I'll, I'll smoke it. I'll figure out how. Get a pipe. <laughs> oh, my God, a pipe. Yes. Oh my, a boyfriend that I knew. It wasn't a boyfriend. A boyfriend that I knew. As <laughs> opposed to the other ones you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> What? Elaborate. What? I phrase that so well. But I mean, where's the lie? No, it's just a guy that I was like having sex with casually at uni. A boyfriend that I knew. Disgusting. Ain't that a Gautier song? Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Now you're just a boyfriend that I used to know. (laughs) Um, He gave me his grandfather's pipe, and I was like, I don't know what to do with this. Like in sex? No, not in sex. <laughs> can you hold this pipe for me? <laughs> he was a pipe man, what can I say? Yeah. Um, no, I just got this, I don't know, I was playing a woman who smoked a pipe 
he had a show and he like gave it to me. I was like, you can practice with this. And then I think I just had it for ages. I don't know where it is now. I have a feeling I may have given it back. We remain friends, a boyfriend that I knew. Has anyone ever given you guys something during sex? Apart from an STI. I mean, all the men give me pipes. Like, <laughs> I have a little collection. I honestly think like maybe a glass of water. <laughs> Hydration, a muesli bar. A smack. A pre-workout. <laughs> oh my God, pre-workout. Yes. If you want to fuck. Get those gains. No, I think that would like, that would freak me out because you get kind of itchy when you take pre-workout. And I would, like, immediately think that, like, I had contracted something. Wait, what am I thinking of? What is pre-workout? Isn't it, like, a smoothie? (laughs) Kind of. It kind of is. You put it in water and you mix it. And it's, like, I don't know, it just brings your heart rate up and then you can, like, run fast. I've started taking it and it's great. Oh, wow. See, I was just thinking of, like, (laughs) sustagen. And up and go while you go. Yeah. When I was in like primary school, I remember my parents used to try and get me to have sausagen because I was like really skinny and they're like, you need to like beef up. And like, I had like a really sudden growth spurt, like before all my friends and being so skinny as well. Like everyone's like, do you play basketball? I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off. Did you ever play any, you, you had to play sport when you were a kid, right, Charlie? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was actually, like, I played a lot of tennis and then when it was compulsory, basketball and hockey. And I was also really good at athletics. Like, every year at secondary school when we had, like, our athletics carnival, I would just, like, obliterate <laughs> at the race. And all of the, like, jocks who, like, did, like, athletics properly and, like, you know, were always at the gym and that kind of shit would just be like, who the fuck is this kid? Like, where did this fast little faggot come from? <laughs> <laughs> You're running with your hands in the air, yeah, your yeah. t-shirt crops. <laughs> My <laughs> like limp wrists guiding the way, like <laughs> pulling up my little ribbon like, oh, is this first place? All right, cool. Oh, my God. I don't yeah. even care. Yeah, I don't even want it. I'm just like putting it in the bin. I think I learned to run fast from the bullies. I, th- I think that's mm. <laughs> where it all began. They inspire you to run fast. Well, maybe you don't need C4. You just need like someone harassing you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Inequality. <laughs> I've been feeling really nostalgic and like buying childhood type snacks on purpose. Like I bought fruit roll-ups, up and go, yes, just rice bubbles, like anything to kind of be like a comfort food that's really easy and quick and disgusting. And it's the best. I would recommend. Every day at work, I buy those Go-Gurt snap boxes where, you, like, you flip it and, like, all the, like, Cocoa Pops. And- They're the best! Oh, I love that. What were those little, like, those tubs of, like, chocolate pudding or whatever and, like, the, like, ad was, like, a gorilla going to space and they were like, yo, yo! <laughs> like, it was, like, this guy in a space uh, thing and then... I think that's the- Go-Gurt. Yeah! Go-Gurt. 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 Oh, whatever it fucking was. It was so good. And, like, the ads were always on, like, Saturday morning, Channel 7, like, mm. <laughs> Saturday Disney or whatever. And then, like, all the, like, yogurt bits would, like, float around in space. And then this, like, gorilla had to come out and, like, catch them all. <laughs> it's fucking wild. Ads targeted at children are so much better. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Are, really, are there any, like, snacks or, like, comfort food from Germany that you miss? Oh, my God, so many. Like, you know how there's Kinder Chocolate here? Yeah. We have like so many more products from that brand that are so delicious. And they're like cold, like in the fridge, there's like hippos, <gasps> penguin, milchnitter, but you just can't get them here because like, I guess they wouldn't bother to import something that needs to be cool for so long. 
But there's some things you can get at Aldi, and I'm in all these like Facebook groups for Germans in Melbourne or in Australia, and they're like, Aldi is bringing back pretzels soon. <laughs> and they're like literally posting updates of like things that Aldi is like bringing in seasonally that are like corresponding to German holidays and stuff. And I'm always like, oh, I might have to go to Aldi to get that. That's yes. cool. <laughs> Yeah. Oh that. my god. Fuck, Germans do chocolate well. Mm, we're obsessed with it. What are some German holidays? Um, Like Oktoberfest and I guess not really hot, like seasonal food like we have here. Um, uh, what, What's the seasonal food here? Like hot cross buns. Hot or... cross buns and like that sort of stuff. Man, I still have some hot cross buns in my freezer. You should check on that. <laughs> <laughs> That does not sound good. <laughs> Guys, I'm hearing a tone here and I really appreciate it. You like right? don't like it? It's apple cinnamon hot cross oh buns. They're not even real, so they're probably fine. No, it's probably like condensed and become one of those like Christmas puddings. You know, the like sticky date. like Yes. Or like I defrost it and put it in the toaster and it immediately turns to dust. Right. God, I hate those types of pudding. My boyfriend's grandma, like it's the thing that she makes every year for the Christmas mm. and like they all hate it. <laughs> But they're like, we can't tell Nana. We have to, like, sit and endure it. Oh, my God. So you're just eating it to be polite. Yeah. Oh, my God. What if she listens to the podcast? True. Oh, my <laughs> God. Nana. Nana, turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> I take it all back. Yeah. I love your puddings. <laughs> if it wasn't us talking about Chris Evans' dick, I'm sure this would make a switch off. <laughs> She turned on for the dick, let's be honest. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need their take. I love a celebrity nude. I love a celebrity sex tape. And I love when we just let it happen. I'm sure there's someone out there who's like outraged or whatever, but I'm just kind of like, it's fine. I feel bad for them when it wasn't like obviously consensual. Like when it yeah. happened to Jennifer Lawrence, I was like, poor gal. But at the same yeah. time, I was like, you look good. <laughs> like these are nice photos. <laughs> Symmetry. Symmetry. But then I don't know. I, Again, I've never had anything released without my knowledge, apart from getting tagged in an ugly photo on Facebook in 2011. But <laughs> I went on this photo shoot and it was awful. And the photographer tagged me in all the photos and I was like, I hate these. And this was like back in like Facebook days when Facebook was way more active back in the day. Yeah. Like it was like what Instagram is now. So I had tagged myself and then he, he messaged me like, why did you do that? <laughs> <gasps> I didn't know what to say. So I was like, sorry, I just didn't like him. And um, then he was like, you should have just told me it's a bad look for me when you untag-, untag yourself. But I'm like, nobody knows aside from you and me. And you're the person in the photo. Like, this is your identity. You can do whatever the fuck you want with those photos. They were truly awful. I don't even know why I went to the photo shoot, but it was like a test shoot and I was holding a rose and he edited it so everything was black and white, but the rose was red. No, honey. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's like my year nine panic. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A disco, MySpace. Mm, like I would rather have my nudes leaked than that photo shoot. <laughs> That's the thing. I have the same thoughts. I'm like, there are plenty of photos out there that I would rather. <laughs> True, actually, because if you take a nude, you take it good. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Like, every nude has a purpose. Yes. <laughs> every nude is sacred, you know? <laughs> well, I think it I think it really is. I find it so funny when people like that photographer, when you've, like, clearly untagged yourself because you don't want to be seen in those photos, and then they poke at it. Like, why'd you do that? Like, don't make me say it. Yeah, don't make me sing. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't make me. Like, what other scenarios were going on in his head? Mm. I want to tell you guys about a movie that I watched. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's a doco on Netflix. It's called The Social Dilemma. Have you heard of it? No. I've heard of it. It's intense and it's all about social media and like data and how like they're selling our data all the time and yada yada. It's fucking good. It's very good. What's the TLDR? The, I'm so sorry. What does that mean? (laughs) Too long, didn't read. I was going to go with it. I was going to be like, don't show your weaknesses. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> anyway, so the TLDR is basically that we don't live in the same worlds as other people because of the way that the algorithm works and the way that data is created, Like, which is why like things like Trump happens, Brexit happens, why we're seeing a rise of like what they call like the extreme center or like center-right, alt-right people because you kind of get flushed with all these images that are set to your algorithm because the reason you have an algorithm is so that you are an easier product to sell to advertisers. Because in the end, we are the product being sold to major advertisers rather than the advertisers buying to be seen by us. We're Mm -hmm. being like sent to them basically. And so to create these like perfect worlds that we fit in for advertisers, we're not seeing each other at all. And like the split between each group is like happening more and more. And I'm not really like into this whole thing of being like, you should be friends with people no matter who they vote for. Because I'm like, no, who they vote for usually tells me (laughs) what's going on. But it is interesting when I think about, when I see things that like my nan shares on Facebook that I'm like, this isn't true. Like this is a straight up lie. And then when you look into it, like it's a weird account. It's made by weird people or like it's part of some kind of conspiracy theory. Oh fuck. What am I saying? Anyway, point is, it just talks about how the algorithm was created and the dangers of social media and data tracking and how they have all this stuff and like how social media now is used to predict our movements or to create our movements for us. Mm. Wow. It was really interesting and everybody there was really like optimistic as well, especially when it comes to like social awareness and things like climate change. Like there's so much good information out there and the internet has done so much good. Yeah. But now we have so much, to to quote my man Trump, (laughs) we have so much fake news out there and so much opinion that is news that it gets muddled up. And that's like, and they, they do talk about coronavirus and like the spread of conspiracy theories around coronavirus and 5G and all that kind Mm. of stuff because, um, 
critical thinking has been um, morphed. <laughs> that sounds really interesting. It's really good. And at the end, sorry, I just want to say at the end, um, one of the guys is like, notice if you ever hang around tech people or if you ever interact with um, people in social media who have children, they never let their kids use it. And like, ask yourself why. <gasps> Oh my god, I got chills, Jordan. Chills. <laughs> but also, I, I don't know anyone who has children. I don't, and I refuse to. <laughs> <laughs> um, my takeaway from that was like, ugh, don't make friends with kids. Yes! yes. Oh my god, that's the real tea. Oh my god, who are they anyways? They're yeah. the terrifying data collectors. What are they, just little people? Just little people <laughs> without a social network? Yeah, get a job. <laughs> <laughs> so funny uh, but yeah it was interesting i recommend you watch it because it'll just make you be like oh okay maybe i should like delete some of this information yeah and also like to a certain degree it's like they already know like they already know yeah. enough about us well, that's the thing i always think about when people are like don't you know that facebook now owns all your conversations and all your chats and it's just like that is creepy but it's also like it would also own literally everyone else's and like what person would be interested in my boring shit that's how I feel too. And also if you're like using Facebook to convey really interesting or secret information that shouldn't be leaked, then you'd be hopefully smart enough to not use Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to share like encrypted information via bloody messenger, are you? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the interesting thing though is that, oh, what the fuck was I going to say? I had a really like interesting point. Insightful. Comment. Insightful. Watch the doggo. <laughs> Look, turns out that experts can articulate this better than I can. <laughs> but I feel, I feel the same way about being like, well, who cares about my data? But it's more about like, we should tap these huge monopoly yes. data collectors like mm. Facebook, Google, and all this stuff because they're just getting heaps of information. They're getting their product for free that they're selling. And then mm. as a result, we're paying the price by having extremely conservative governments like the Scott Morrison government, like Boris Johnson and stuff like that rising mm. because of false information. And that's wow. all I have to say on that. <laughs> Aurelia and I are going to watch it. And then maybe next week the podcast won't be here because we'll all be like... <laughs> Yeah, you know we're what? like too much personal information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going incognito. <laughs> oh my God. Have you guys ever, because I'm going through, I'm weaning myself off social media as much as possible. After watching the documentary or like in general? I stopped and like hilariously on Are You Okay Day, I was like, I am overwhelmed by Are You Okay Day messages. And then I. Oh my God. Can I just say, I hate fucking Are You Okay me Day. Me too. Thank I you so much. I hate people checking in on me that like, I don't know. <laughs> Yes, it's patronizing and it's so like, I don't know, I, I know that for like a percentage of people it would mean something because maybe you really don't have any other sort of ability to reach out. But like mm. to have it from friends or people that you know, it's like, you, I don't know, it feels condescending to me. It's like we should be talking about this any other time. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like it is It is that thing as well of being like, wow, the jocks in my high school who made life a living hell for the gay boys that went to my school sure do love a shout-out message on Are You OK Day? Oh, God, mm-hmm. yeah. I also saw this post that just had like alternatives of like messaging people like to check in because I think – it's hard to in general reach out to someone and be like hey how's it going because mm. even sending the message while you know that you have good intentions feels like virtue signaling for, mm. for me personally so this was like a really useful list it was like oh I've been thinking about you or I saw this the other day that made me think of a time when we yeah see I like that which is so much more effective than just saying hey are you okay because you can just say yes even though <laughs> you're yeah. bloody not okay 
Um, Absolutely. It is interesting because, like, yeah, I feel like within my circle of friends, particularly because it's, like, you know, such a, like, corporate day as well. (gasps) I saw this tweet that was, like, my boss sent out an automated message to me and all my coworkers. It was, like, hey, team, are you okay? And because it was an automated message, it ended with do not reply. <laughs> and that doesn't say anything about like the corporate interaction with Are You Okay Day. I don't know what does. Yeah. But then, like, on the same token, I'm like, fuck, there really are some like het cis men out there who were trapped. I don't know. It's like that weird thing where you're like, somebody's getting something out of this. But overall, I feel like, especially if you have like a circle of friends who are like talking about mental health, sometimes you're just like, especially this week from Melbourne, we just got extended two weeks. Yeah in stage four we're gonna be in lockdown to the end of november pretty much and like are you okay today being the thursday after that announcement like, <laughs> am i okay okay <laughs> yeah we're in such an echo chamber as well yeah not just of like progressive people but like comedy people as well like i kind of almost had to turn twitter off on uh, are you okay day because it was just like everyone is either going in on it or like actually doing it legitimately and it's just like yeah. I, I just need to stop hearing about it i can't I, yeah i have that same thing where like I was just like I can't do this anyway so I've given it up for the meantime also because I need to like focus on school and stuff but I've like been so much more irritable I have headaches it feels like I'm giving up smoking (laughs) oh my god you're going through withdrawal (laughs) truly I think it's the dopamine have you guys have you guys given up before like for a few days oh my god that's it (laughs) yeah i go through periods i had a period maybe three years ago where i was off for at least six months off everything (gasps) i kind of i think it's because i hit a bit of a wall in my personal life i was just i was i don't know like i like my mental health wasn't great and i knew that i was becoming just too attached to this stuff and i wasn't acting on a lot of my like ambition just projects and stuff that had been left on the back burner that kind of stuff and because I went cold turkey. I had nothing. I had no social media at all. I would only like text friends and would only meet up with people. And for the first like month, it was really, really, really hard. I felt like I was missing out on everything. But then people started to realize that like, oh, if you want Charlie there, you got to message him. Like I'm not getting the Facebook event invite or, you know, just things Mm. like that and reaching out to me. And then it became really, really nice. And I actually started to have closer friendships with people and I was getting out more and I started actually like doing all these projects that I had wanted to do. And one of those things was getting back into comedy. So I was like, I'm going to actually start to commit to it. And it was after that period that I did raw comedy and started doing stand up and sort of like, here we are from there. So it really like set me off. And then it's very ironic because as soon as you start comedy, it's kind of like, all right, now you need to get social media Mm. because you need to fucking build a connection with your people who are interested in your stuff. So I legitimately think if it wasn't for comedy, I would have no social media. Yeah, Mm. fair enough. That's, yeah. That's inspiring. I mean, I've got periods where I like spend a few days where I don't really look at my phone much in general. Like I'll check it maybe in the morning and at lunch and at night, but I still have it in case I get a notification. Because for me, it's more, it's less me reaching out to people. It's more like, what if someone sends me a meme? <laughs> no, I, yeah, like, what if somebody is like, what is this something really funny like happening right now and i guess a lot of like the pop culture news that i love to consume i get through instagram yeah so i'm not spending a lot of time on facebook and i deleted the twitter app of my phone which has been really good but i think instagram is my drug of choice 
Yeah, yeah. I think right now is super hard. Like, I commend you, Jordan, for going through that process at the moment. Thank you. It's actually the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're a husk. Oh, my God. I, like, literally, and I haven't even fully given it up. Like, I can go on my laptop and look it up. Like, I've just deleted the apps off my phone. But that's a step. That is legit a step, though. Yeah. Thank you. When do I get my chip? Yeah. (laughs) Paris Hilton released a new documentary about herself yesterday. Ooh. I haven't seen it yet, but I saw the trailer on YouTube. Oh my god, is it out or is it coming out soon? It's it's out. I think it came oh. out on the 14th. Is it free on YouTube? Um, I have YouTube Premium. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's free and it's like I looked it up earlier and it was like it's called This is Paris and it aims to crack the facade she created in the arts. Arts? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Focusing instead on the decades that preceded her fame and it has in the trailer, it was like her mom, I think, Mary Hilton or something, being like, Paris is one of the smartest people you'll ever meet. She is a fucking genius. The way she th- sees the world, like nobody else sees it that way. And I'm like, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Oh, my God. We ha- We all have to watch it. We'll it's all homework. watch it before next week. I fucking love Paris Hilton. That lasagna video got me through <laughs> April. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds iconic. Yeah. Did you guys watch The Simple Life with Nicole Richie? Not episodes. It is absolutely ridiculous. It's so good. I should get into it. It was definitely one of those shows that my parents wouldn't let me watch. <laughs> yeah, and like rightfully so. It has so many moments <laughs> where it's like they're just swearing and they're being like funny and sexy and like dumb, but like on purpose. I love it. I want to chat about The Masked Singer because last night was the final night and everyone has been revealed. And I don't actually like watch it, but I have been following all the covers on YouTube and like speculating. So I guess I still am a cog in this corporate machine. (laughs) (laughs) But um, you know how Sophie Monk was one of the contestants and she was the dragonfly a couple (laughs) couple weeks ago. Well, there's this like hilarious drama that that happened with Tiffany Wood, who's one of the old members... (laughs) Yeah, I, I see your confused face, Jordan. <laughs> She's one of the members of Bardo. Oh my god, great. It gets better. So she, like, when Sophie Monk got revealed, <laughs> she, like, tweeted, Oh, so you have time for the masked singer, but you don't have time for the Bardo reunion we were trying to organise. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god, why is she going in on Sophie? And then she was, like, responding and trying to, like, backtrack and she was like i'm not going in on sophie i just have six kids so it was really interesting to see sophie mark in a fucking dragonfly costume and it's like you are going in on her you're reading her (laughs) i was like bring back this bardo drama oh my god you can't bring up your six kids casually and be like i'm not going in (laughs) yeah Yeah, the moment you mention that you have kids you're in for a fight like anytime a woman is like (laughs) i have kids it's a weapon absolutely they're weaponized children six little missiles i want to know who the other masked singers were because i don't watch it were there any other big revelations i mean kate miller heidke was one of the contestants but everyone knew that because she was Mm. just incredible uh there was the surprise for me of um bonnie something or other was one of the singers and everyone thought it was jess malboy but it wasn't her so Who's Bonnie? Bonnie something? Mm-hmm. Is she on Neighbours or Home and Away? <laughs> I, I have no idea. You know how you said that you don't actually watch it, but you watch clips on YouTube? 
Yeah. I feel like that's such a millennial thing because I, I like have this whole opinion on a show that I've never watched a full episode of. And I'm like, I've seen a recap on YouTube and this is my opinion. I do that all is, the time. Is it problematic? It's not problematic. <laughs> it's saving time. Like I'm using that time that I've saved, saving the environment. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. And that's what I'm doing when I'm not watching YouTube wrap-ups. I'm saving the environment. Single-handedly. <laughs> Fuck off, Greta. This is my turf. <laughs> like, but my version of saving the environment is like buying the, like, eco-friendly dish soap. <laughs> yes! yes. <laughs> I'm a saint. You're welcome, turtles. <laughs> I said no to a plastic straw. Oh, my God, yes. I love a YouTube wrap up and I love watching, especially things that are on like free to air TV. Like I don't even think I have a free to air connection. So like I rely on YouTube. Legit. It is so interesting now how like we don't have home phones anymore. We don't have free to air generally in our generation. Like mm-hmm. I think it will mean that we're more reliant on social media because yeah. that's our new connection point of okay. getting news and updates and that kind of stuff. Absolutely. I need it. I yeah. need it. Guys, watch The Social Dilemma. Oh, my oh, yeah, God. I need to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch it again tonight. Are you guys into Reddit? Sometimes. I'm no. obsessed with Reddit. And I feel like it's possibly one of the better things to have if you want to stay updated with, like, news and or gossip or whatever, but you don't want to have to have the, like, social element of feeling like you're just wasting all this time because it's all, like, anonymous and it's just conversations and, like, news articles, basically. And I find it very soothing. It's kind of like Twitter, but without the element of everyone trying to be hilarious. Uh, I might download it. I think I will get Reddit. I think that mm. I'll switch to Reddit as, as I, because I need something. Yeah. And you like... can follow very particular <laughs> niches. That's the other thing as well. Like I'm like deep, deep within a few like subreddits that are like dedicated spaces for particular things like Dramageddon or <laughs> um, Drag Race. Um, yes. That kind of stuff. Oh my god, so good! I love. I just love. Um, I love YouTuber drama. So I'll be in the drama get a one as well. I'll join you there. <gasps> oh, did you guys see that video I sent you of James Charles with the kid? And he's like doing that. He's doing a reel on Instagram where it's like him, like and this kid like roasting each other. It must be like his nephew yes. or something. But yes. you can see in the video that James Charles is mouthing the words that the kid is saying. So, like, they've obviously, like, rehearsed this a hundred times and it's just so cringe. James Charles, stop it. Stop with your weird rehearsal, like, fake, (laughs) spontaneous videos. Stop getting the children involved. Leave the children alone. Yes. That that was wild. It was so funny watching him just mouth those words, like, they were written out in front of them as well. Like it was yeah. bizarre. That poor child. Yeah. <laughs> talking about James or the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys see that video of him like sitting on the concrete singing a song about giving someone water? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why is he like so much into singing? I don't know. He he's one of those people that is constantly singing but pretending like that he got caught in the moment. Like, oh, this old thing, like, oh, it's just like singing a little song. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> Next thing we know is he's on Masked Singer. Oh, God. I would not be fucking surprised if he ended up on the Masked Singer. Hey, you. Yeah. <laughs> Should we do our little queer name? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Let's do it. Amazing. So today we have Daniel from Doncaster. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, babes. He says, I recently bumped into my primary school crush 20 years later. 
Even though he's married and wears chinos, I still got butterflies. Do you guys remember your first crush? Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Daniel. Yeah, Daniel, get it. Um, what do you? Are chinos you... out now? Like, is that? Depends who's wearing them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if it's your prime, like primary school crush, then it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they can wear anything. I don't think my my first crush in prim- like in primary or high school, I don't really care about. But there's a there are definitely like crushes that linger. And there's like one person that I went to high school with where I'm like, I've stopped looking at my stories. <gasps> like <laughs> another reason to get off Instagram because it's just like you don't. If you actually got to know these people like outside of high school, you probably wouldn't be that close. But like, yeah. <laughs> it's, mm. The one that got away that was never actually there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how about you guys? I I guess because I didn't know at the time that it was gay feelings, I kind of looked back and realized that things were crushes that at the time I just thought was something else. But I, I definitely do remember like that sort of like surge of feeling of even just like when I'd be watching stuff, like I remember I would always replay Hakuna Matata in Lion King because I was so <laughs> like, I know where this is going. Oh my God. Shut up. <laughs> oh my God. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> the, bit where... <laughs> the, bit... <laughs> the bit where young Simba. <laughs> Say it. Oh my god. I can't. Um, okay, so the bit where young Simba like licks his hair in the water and he becomes like teenage Simba and he's got like his like mane all of a sudden and it's like Matthew Broderick's <laughs> voice comes in and he's like, It means no worries. And I'm like, Oh <laughs> Like I remember always just being like so like, oh my god, like Lush. it was so exciting. And that's where my attraction to chest hair really began. <laughs> really began. <laughs> The bestiality. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even like I was attracted like to the lion specifically, just the idea of like, I don't know, like a teenage boy. Coming out of the water. Yeah, like a, like Simba was cool and like mm. like he's an adult now and like, I don't know, it, it just like turned me the fuck on. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot and will not describe it any other way. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. It turned me on. Your first crush <laughs> yeah. was a lion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Simba does something. How about yeah. you, Aurelia? I think I always was, like, in kindy, I had, like, a best friend who was, like, another little boy, and I was, like, in love with him. Um, But I don't think we ever, I ever said it or he ever said it, but I was like, I want to have him come to my house and eat breakfast with me. Like, Aww. those were the things I, like, imagined. And then um, as I got older, I didn't have many friendships with boys, really, but I had really close female friendships where we'd like sit next to each other in school and then we'd sit next to each other on the bus we would like never stop talking and then we'd call each other for like three hours a day and I had like a few of these friendships and then they like broke up and we kind of had a like a breakup like you would with a yeah boy. but it was like I'm writing her letter like we can no longer be BFFs <laughs> <laughs> because I'm BFFs we're so and so now and then that would uh-huh. be like my new obsession and that girl and I would like have the same thing and I did that maybe two or three times. The other woman. <laughs> the yeah. Other woman. <laughs> um, between the ages of like nine and 12. And I think there was one who I was like practice kissing with. But yeah, so that was like my first crushes, I guess. Uh, I love that. Just someone that I was practicing kissing with. Yeah, we're done now. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. 
<laughs> yeah, we're not best friends anymore. But like seeing this question had me more like thinking of walking through my neighborhood, being like, what if I run into yes. so-and-so? Do you do that? Do you go out thinking you're going to run into someone? <laughs> yes, all the time. The boy that I like lost my virginity to lives in Sydney and we're like still on speaking terms friends. But every time I go to Sydney, like I'm up, up into him. <laughs> I won't. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> terrifying. Mm. How about you, Charlie? Bumping into people. Mm. Um, I tend to not really know where I am <laughs> anyway, let That's alone where fair. other people are. I have a terrible sense of geography. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just like trying to figure out where you are before you're yeah, yeah. who's there. Yeah, yeah. Who's, who's asking this? Where am I? Um, <laughs> I remember this one time Josh and I were at the Botanical Gardens and – we didn't know how to get to, I think we were going to go see sh- some Shakespeare in the park. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh yeah. because I know that joke you have about this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was I saying? Uh, oh, yeah, I was, and we were trying to get to Shakespeare in the park, but I didn't know where to go. And I was kind of like, oh, Josh, where's the um, directions poster? And he was like, do you mean the map? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I the other day, very similar, I was like asking for directions to the venue and I was in the car with Kayla and I said to her, What's the recipe for the venue? (laughs) (laughs) It's too much. It's too hard for us. Actually, I can't remember what I was gonna say. (laughs) (laughs) It was something about crushes. Oh, I remember when I was in New York City, I was there with friends a few years ago and I had the biggest crush on Alia Shawcat. And like, that's when I was like starting to like fully come out. I'd I'd kind of come up, but this is when I was like, okay, I'm gonna like hit on women. And I was on Tinder and I was around Brooklyn and New York, just like putting out the vibes, being like Alia Shawcat. Who's Alia Shawcat? She plays Maybe in um, Arrested Development. And she's the she's the lead chicken search party, and she's like done a few other movies, and she's great. She's so funny. She's an artist and well, um, oh. <laughs> like beautiful freckles. And I was just like putting out there. I was like, Alia Shawcat, find me. <laughs> <laughs> And it never happened. (laughs) Shocking. Well, the important thing is that you were ready. And, you know, I think if I were to run into my primary school crush, I'm just hoping I'm wearing the most banging outfit and I look amazing. And um, they're like, oh, my God, I could have had that. Yeah. 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 See, a lot of my crushes at high school were boys that I wasn't actually friends with and, like, were possibly, like, jock bullies to me. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, there was a definite, like, love-hate relationship on my part. So I think if I saw them, I I have this, when I see a crush and they're not hot anymore, I feel vindicated. I'm like... Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. You're damn right you ain't hot anymore. Especially if, like, their hotness was, like, their power over you as well. Yeah. you're like, you have no power over me. I don't want to fuck you anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And their popularity as well. Like, if you're more popular than someone who used to be popular in high school... Like, even just seemingly, if you have, like, maybe more interactions on your social media, it makes me so happy. Yeah. I think that's the reason I'm still on Instagram, just knowing that I have more followers than them. Yeah. Deep deep down, we are all just that same high school kid, just trying to get a fuck, be cool, live (laughs) our lives. Yeah. Absolutely. Still trying to convince everyone that funny is hot to this day. (laughs) have to actually just get funny. (laughs) I saw a tweet today that was like, Tyra Banks was the first, like, comedian. Oh, wait, what was it? 
I'm fucking up. <laughs> I mean, it sounds great. <laughs> just, you, you know, I'll just leave it there. Tara <laughs> Hanks was the first comedian. <laughs> she was, she is the original Hannah Gatsby. Uh, <laughs> she actually wrote in it, guys. So yeah. Show some respect. <laughs> Tyra Banks was the first comedian. Have you seen America's Next Top Model? Oh my god. <laughs> Daniel, I hope that you run into your crush and I hope that if you do, you look hot. And if you don't... I hope they don't look hot. Yeah, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they yeah. <laughs> Relocate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or otherwise just, like, try and talk to them, see what happens. Mm. Talk to their wife. <laughs> Ask how the dick is. <laughs> yeah. Compare you know. with Chris Evans. Oh, my God. Have you seen someone, man? Oh, like, it's like an equation of, like, there's this, like, gif of Chris Evans in some movie with, like, basketball shorts on doing a jump, and, like, you can kind of see the dick print jiggle, and someone has, like, taken the screenshot and done all the maths to figure out, well, if, if he's this distant from the ball and the floor is this far away and this is the proportion of a thumb, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And they're like, by this we can assume that the dick is four and a half inches, but it's flaccid. So we can assume based on, like, the average, like, erect length that his dick is 7.1 inches. Wow. That is the application of math that my teacher should have told me about in school so I would have paid attention. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, yeah. I'm never going to use this. And he was like, no, you're going to measure Chris Evans' dick. <laughs> No, one day you'll need it. <laughs> you'll really want to get that girth right. <laughs> On that joyous note, should we wrap for this week? Yes. yes. Thank you for listening. Send us your dick pics to PopGaze on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, come join us. We're on Insta and Twitter and Facebook, PopGazePod, for all of them. Yeah, tell your friends. Tell your grandma. <laughs> yeah. to you grandma please <laughs> nana <laughs> <laughs> bye farewell see ya god bless want to get a chiseled look in the jawline sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from juvederm volux xc juvederm volux xc is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist visit juvederm.com that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com not for people with severe allergic reactions allergies to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.